to the Screaming Pods Network. Welcome to the Screamcast episode 164. We are back in the house. Brad Henderson, Stephanie Crawford, what's up? What's up, Sean DeRager? You're also in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Sean DeRager. Uh, I'm, I'm out of practice. We haven't done this in so long, I feel like. And uh, we, we're just kind of... Things have been ridiculous on my end and all you know all of us have been busy stephanie's doing like a billion podcasts uh brad's like finding movies in deep dark corners of the earth and uh i'm i'm just i'm just over here uh spending way too much money trying to get a business off the ground and uh trying not to go insane so that's what we've been up to but today we are talking about vinegar syndrome we've been trying to do this for so long and uh, and and they keep releasing movies, and I, then I feel like we keep getting behind, and then I get depressed. It's rude of them, frankly. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, we're doing it now. We're gonna basically the what we're gonna kind of do today is, uh, in that we have a, all of us have stacks of Vinegar Syndrome movies in front of us, and we are gonna pick kind of our the, our favorite three that we've seen since the last handful of releases. And then we'll kind of try to hit all the other ones in a quick, like, lightning round sort of uh, event. So that is the plan for today's show. Brad and Stephanie, how are you both? My voice just cracked. <clears throat> I'm a 16-year-old. How are you both? Doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. I'm cold, but I'm <laughs> happy to be back. <laughs> You're cold? You know, yeah, uh, I'm cold. You know, a space heater maybe you can bring on by or... No, I live in Las Vegas. I haven't had a space heater in oh. my life in quite a while. Okay. Yeah, 49 degrees. That's practically below zero here. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> All right, so let's get this fucker started. Um, whoa, whoa. This is yeah, a, my mom this is listens family. to I know. Podcaster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stephanie's mom, we're so sorry. <laughs> Um, my parents do not, and that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. They do not need to hear my potty mouth. Um, actually, you know, they will soon because they, they listen to my, uh, other podcast because they, because they've started to anyway, to see where I am spiritually, uh, the armchair philosopher. And I just got hired to do a audiobook of a book called Heretic. And I guarantee you they're going to buy that. And that's full of, full of the swears. So, uh, that'll be great. Like. What, like pee and poop? No, it's a book about Satan. Jesus, but the guy says fuck a lot. So, whoa, fantastic. That's edgy. Fantastic. Edge, edgy, edgy Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, fuckers, come follow me. <laughs> I can wow. see why they hired you. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, my two worlds Jesus. are colliding uh, with that, which is great. So, all right. So let's let's get started here. Uh, I still need to pick my three, so I'll do that really quick while Brad's talking. And uh, so I think we'll have about half wow. hour. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. So let's we're gonna do kind of round robin style like we like we've been doing. So we'll each say wow, one until wow. we get through three. Like 
<laughs> I don't know why I keep saying round, round robin. I, I like I, I like I like that term. So, all right, Brad. Hey, Brad, get us started. Get us started. And give us inside scoops too. Talking about all the movies. No, no, we're each picking three. All right, of our favorites. I'll You're start gonna give me with one. the very first. You're gonna give me one, and then I'll get say one, and then Stephanie will. Two each have said three. All right, I'll, and then I'll we'll... go through them all. Okay. The first <laughs> movie asshole. is the Herschel Gordon Lewis three films that Vinegar Syndrome very first put out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That'd be really funny though, God, and just keep an talking and. Um, all right, so three favorite releases over the past. Um, so just give me one. Just give me one. We're gonna, we're gonna do. This. Oh, just give one. Him three. He'll be hilarious. All right, I'm gonna give you four. No, one. Um, one. Just each. relax. Just uh, relax. I, I think uh, one. One of my favorite. Dude, you have an anxiety attack. Jesus. <laughs> the past three um, months have been anxiety attack city in my in my corner of the world, but I'm fine. All right, relax. Okay, so. My my first one um, would be uh, Sudden Fury. Um, this was uh, a nice little surprise when they told me that they were releasing it because I've only been able to see bootlegs of it through the years. So um, this movie is one of those, it doesn't, Vinegar Syndrome releases the unwanted redheaded stepchildren of movies and weird shit and things like that. Sudden Fury's like legit not doesn't feel like Vinegar Syndrome would release it just because of all their past films and everything like that. But every once in a while they come out with something like this that totally just sweeps everything. And that's uh, that's Sudden Fury for sure. So this is um, directed by a dude who's I think it's his only uh, film, Brian Daramune, I believe this his name was. This isn't even out yet. This is not, like that's the not fair. Yeah, I'm holding that's it right fair. now. Did you get your... What are you talking about? Sudden Fury's out. God damn it, I haven't got mine I've yet. I've seen I'm it. I'm waiting on my package. <laughs> it's great. Ah, I'm like, I'm like um, feeling so out of the loop right now. My package is still in transit. Okay. So, relax. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sudden Fury... <laughs> It has just so much going for it. It's just a small, small film, too, that is such in a big deal in these people's world. So it's um, a man and a wife are traveling and um, there's kind of I won't give too much away because obviously this is very underseen. Um, there's some discussion of money um, and he has kind of an out for his wife. Uh, there's an accident that takes place and he tries to cover up what seems to be um, an accident of her death, but a um, kind of a, just a passerby sees kind of what is unfolding and gets involved. And then it kind of takes uh, a cat and mouse turn with these two that end up having uh, an outing, <laughs> which is, it's just a, a fun little movie. Um, it's kind of hard not to talk about spoilers when it, you know, most of these films I would just go ahead and talk about thoroughly, but this one, I feel that this one's never had a U.S. release other than the theater in the seventies, but it never hit VHS over here. Uh, of course never hit DVD. So this is the first U S release of this film. Um, and that's mainly just a, one of these Canadian, um, 
gems that has uh, suffered again from from a release. So I would highly recommend picking it up if you have it. I would recommend watching it. If you haven't received it yet, like Sean, hopefully your package comes in the mail soon. I just checked it. December 14th. December 14th, it'll arrive. It's like stuck in New Jersey or something. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's called the holidays. Goddamn holidays. So, but yeah, (laughs) it's definitely one of my favorites of the year. Awesome. Um, But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a a great movie and I got to see it um, in the theater uh, when we played it at Fantastic Fest, and that was uh, really awesome because the director was there and told us little things about the film and kind of mm. his life and movies and stuff like that. So it was uh, really awesome to see in here. Sweet, Stephanie. <clears throat> yes. Oh, it's my <laughs> turn. It's your turn. Yeah, I just want to say I I loved Sun Fury <laughs> as well. That was a great choice. Um, it talks about being Hitchcockian a lot and there's a little bit of the wrong man plot woven in there, but there's a little bit of like vigilante justice and it just has this like gritty tension in it. And it it was a surprise too. I think the redheaded stepchild thing, um, it's a great description for what they released, but I love it when they do these gems, kind of like the telephone book too, where the quality is incredible. The release was just teeny tiny. Yeah. And they kind of pull it out of obscurity. I think that might be my favorite aspect of it. Okay. Whew. This is hard, but I think I will have to go with uh, the children. Oh, that's still in the mail for me, too. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but, you haven't, you, but you haven't seen the children? No. I mean, I've seen, like, uh-huh. I've seen that, you know, the re- the, the recent no, the children movie. No, we're not talking movie. about the <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. No, I know. Sorry so, to yeah, Stephanie, but, go ahead. No, it's fine. The It's a neat little, I'm not sure what is the, Subgenre I would put in it, but um, there's a, a sweet bus driver driving along the plucky kids of a small town, and there's a chemical leak, and uh, the kids disappear for a while, and they come back basically as killer huggers. <laughs> um, it's basically the zombie um, coming at you with the arms outstretched, but they just want to hug you. Um, so it's it's a killer children movie, but it's not, you know, it's not in the vein of Village of the Damned or Who Could Kill a Child where they're evil. They're just not children anymore. Hmm. Um, they don't talk. They don't walk around saying, we're going to kill you. It's basically a town under siege. And it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I also hadn't seen this movie, embarrassingly enough, but... It has a really a psycho-inspired soundtrack from Harry Manfredini, of course, from Friday the 13th. And it looks gorgeous. It's kind of funny seeing like the Troma logo uh, in the beginning and then just seeing this beautiful film pop up. Um, yeah, I think if you just like kind of, it's, it's meat and potatoes horror to me done really well and the extras are crazy crazy there's 
multiple commentaries feature. It's gorgeous. Like I, I know Brad will have cool insider information on this, but this was a great surprise. People were really excited when this was announced and I can see why this is. Yeah, this was, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not very articulate this morning, <laughs> but the children did it for me. Awesome. Yeah, um, that one's, um, well, wait, hold go on. For, Sean. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Do it. Well, this is, uh, this is the first time, um, that this cut has ever really been seen because, um, there's two different cuts of the film. Um, and, um, this turned out to be kind of a Frankenstein project because the negative was so, um, well, certain elements were just really fucked up. So there was, uh, many different elements that were sourced in order to make it look how it did. Um, even though there's obviously some hiccups with, uh, the film quality at times, but, um, it was the only way to actually get it in this cut in this form, um, which was, which was, uh, a lot of fun to do. Uh, this was actually written by, um, uh, and, uh, produced by Edward Terry, who did, uh, uh, Luther, who was Luther the Geek. Um, it was oh, okay. another film that he uh, participated in with uh, Carlton Albright um, that they worked on that film together. So it was fun being uh, a part of this one and keeping like the secret uh, for such a long time because we Vinegar Syndrome mainly worked really, really hard on this. Um I always say I do stuff, but not as near as much as they do. Um, <laughs> what did but I was able exactly? to track down on this one. Um, I helped find one of the prints and also got everything organized kind of with Max, the director, um, which is a very eccentric guy. Very happy um, that he did. like it was just it's really awesome when people love to participate in this stuff rather than it's just kind of a, a thing that playing a director, Hey, we have the rights to your movie that um, we're releasing it. And they're very appreciative and joyous and want to help out in every way that they can. That's uh, kind of an awesome thing, especially for, for me, um, because it's the business side with vinegar syndrome a lot with me. It's more or less, I'm kind of fanboying at the same time, trying to look out, you know, find these people that made these films that inspired me to become who I am, you know, not necessarily the director themselves, but maybe the film, you know, watching the children as a kid, you know, you're not sitting, this movie for a bunch of people to see um so i will say if there's dvds out there uh i know this is a, i think it's streaming on um shutter at one point i know it was actually streaming on netflix at one point too um i don't know if it is anymore it shouldn't be um but uh there's 
like I said, this is a cut of the film that you've never seen before. Um, so mainly this is the only was, place to <laughs> get this one. Because uh, I wasn't part of that. Correct. This Blu-ray is by Vinegar Syndrome. the only way to see this cut um, in existence. And it was, uh, it was, as far as I know, it was one of the toughest jobs um, from Brandon, who um, I speak to basically on the daily that this was one of the toughest jobs other than maybe liquid sky that they've, uh, the time and effort, um, that was put in for something like this. Also, when you see the trauma logo, it's not a trauma movie people. So you can take your, I don't know what to do. I tend to, <laughs> they did distribution too. Everybody. I'm like, Oh God, is it really trauma? Oh, yeah. It's such a kabuki so like, man going to mess with these kids. Whenever I pop in a movie, it, <laughs> oh, God, I hate that movie. Um, but, yeah, I tense up and I'm like, oh, is it trauma? If it is, I'm, I turn it off. And luckily it's not because I immediately look it up on IMDb to see who produced it. And if Michael Hertz or Lloyd Kaufman's name on it, I tend to turn it off and watch something else. I'm kidding, but not really. Um, but, yeah, watch the children. It's a it's a great film and a lot of hard work was put into it. So it's nice to know that like the movie and that uh, surprisingly a lot of people haven't seen it which i thought was odd because i thought this was one of those movies that was widely seen so you know i uh, went you're seeing the cover of it It, it's one of those ones you it's almost by osmosis i felt like i had seen it and then i read the synopsis i was like crap i guess i haven't okay yeah yeah (laughs) Which is which is great. I'm glad that people are enjoying the film for the first time, because that's uh, you know that's all you know. That's another thing that I'm not going to go too far into detail about or talk about. But yeah, I always find it weird when people get upset that someone hasn't seen something. I find it shocking. But it's kind of really cool because you know that that person's experiencing a film for the first time. Um, yeah, like you and The Exorcist this year. Yeah. Yeah. And Jaws. It happened with Jaws a couple years ago, too. You know, it's just something that you think you've seen because you've seen so many clips and people talk about it and being parodied and reading about it. You just think that you've seen the film and you haven't. But, you know, it happens to everybody. All right, Sean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know you're really, really wanting to talk about um, let me guess. Your film's going to be I even know you. We're gonna talk about body melt. God damn it. You know because you're pretty awesome and I know what what you will like. Yes. Well most of the time. Body melt, uh yeah, hundred percent right up my alley. I had the umbrella Blu-ray, but I hadn't watched it yet because then this one came out and I was like, well and I was like, well if I'm gonna watch it for the first time, I'm gonna watch the Vinegar Syndrome release. Sorry, Umbrella. Um so yeah, Body Melt the nineteen ninety three kind of gross out uh Australian film directed by Philip Brophy. And uh, I kind of knew what to expect with this, and it did not disappoint. Uh, you have this small town. People are trying to basically, you know, get uh, get healthier, take some vitamins. And uh, unfortunately, uh, these 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 little vitamins or drugs or whatever uh, cause rapid body decomposition. 
and people who take them. So <laughs> you have yep. uh, with a name like Body Melt. Yes, you definitely get uh, the the gross out melting effects, and it's just fantastic. Giant weird tongues coming out of people's mouths, and it's just like it's great. Um, and uh, and it's the and, Australian treat trash. Yeah, <clears throat> basically, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, I can't, I can't even talk right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll edit this out some, maybe, but um, but yeah, I mean, oh, not, okay, but but <laughs> you won't make it extra Patreon content. Okay, don't ask me into that. So <laughs> thirty minutes of. Are you there, Brad? Go ahead, Sean. You, you can talk. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yes, pretty, uh, pretty. This is a this is a Sean DeRager film through and through. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but then not surprised that Brad would think that I would be choosing this one first, because um, it's like totally right up my alley. Uh, I you know I I like I like body horror films. I like comedy ish horror comedy, sci fi, gross out, uh, splatter stuff. Um, I like monster movies. Um, not so much into the like rape, revenge, ex- revenge, exploitation, dark, gritty, gross, grimy films. Uh, so I, I tended to go more towards things like body melt. So, uh, Brad, is there anything you can tell us about uh, about the special features in this and, and getting this together that Vinegar Syndrome did, as opposed to no. uh, Umbrella? Because Umbrella had a pretty Umbrella had a release of it, and then someone else released this too. Um, I believe this last year, two years, right? Um, no, I just know the umbrella release, uh, as far far as like anything about like, um, I I wasn't really too, um, involved with this one. The, The only thing that I helped out with was the Reversible artwork. Um, he has always like hard VHS uh, covers, theatrical posters, pretty much everything blue. Um, there was a like Filipino um, poster that was really awesome, but we couldn't find a high-res scan or find anybody that actually owned it. So the next step was just the VHS uh, artwork, which was another thing that was kind of difficult to track down, believe it or not. Um, I mean, I know that it exists and, you know, but yeah. Was, and then um, uh, Oswez, uh Omar Hookson, I always say his name oddly. Um <laughs> Uh, he uh, did. He does a lot of posters. He did like the poster for the raid and Harpoon, the massacre movie, and he's done a lot of done a lot of uh, poster art. Um, but anyways, he uh, was able to kind of fix it up a little bit for us. So he was involved in that, and I set that up. Some good buddies, Omar, and I was like artwork and all that other shit. So yeah. Um, you love that really shitty artwork on the reversible. <laughs> hey, 
it's just <laughs> like it's just never good. So it was just yeah. kind of hard to find what you know what to choose to put on there. I kept uh, I kept the uh, the new artwork on the front because that's probably the best artwork I've ever seen associated with with Body Melt. Yeah, I mean the artwork that was done. Um, I forget who did that, but yeah, that's a lot better than what was <laughs> the original. Right on. So, uh, Brad, you're, um, you're, you're kind of breaking up, but it's kind of okay. We're going to keep on going. So, listener, dear listeners, uh, just hang with us. Or, you know, Skype sucks sometimes. Oh, is breaking it's, up and stuff? Uh, li- like, like, little bit, nothing too bad. But, uh, you know, before anyone starts bitching on comments and on in Twitter, uh, just roll with it, everybody. Unless Here, it gets crazy wait a second. I... I know a reason why it might be. Give me one second. Leave this in here and okay. let, uh, tell Willow to get off the let Stephanie YouTube. sing uh, <laughs> a thirty-second song. Okay, so Stephanie, we're gonna skip Brad for a sec and uh, tell me what um, what your pick would be. Why don't I like body melt? Why don't you like body melt? I was so excited. That was one of the titles I was most excited about. I love Street Trash. I love Body Horror. I love Dead Alive. I love the gonzo comedy horror. But it I don't know. Like, it didn't completely land for me. I'm going to revisit it in a few months yeah. because it really should be my jam. But it wasn't. <laughs> What's wrong with me? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Movies hit us uh, at weird points and they kind of hit us. You know, there's certain movies that I won't didn't like the first time I saw it, or even upon revisiting it. But then I'll visit it, like visit it again, and then I'll love it. So that, I I have no idea. I don't know. All so. right. Well, <clears throat> for my second one, I oh, am going oh, to go. I know, I know, what, I know what you're going to choose. I know what. You're oh, gonna okay. Choose. This, is, this is the Brad guesses what we're choosing segment. <laughs> uh, it's I know what two you're going to choose, but I'm going to go with you're going to talk about shot. No. Uh-huh. no, I guess only you yeah. two are soulmates. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I'm the outsider. Buddies? It's cool. Buddies. I I love buddies. I will talk about buddies. Um, but I was actually going to do grave robbers. Hey. Oh, that's okay. That was that's some love for one of the other things that was. I don't know that that one didn't really get much traction. It seemed, but yeah, go ahead. Well, then I'm glad uh, to talk about it. <laughs> so this this one is very strange. I I kind of described it as if you had like a supporting character from Twin Peaks and they had a nightmare, it would be this film, <laughs> Grave Robbers. Uh, so we open in a little diner and there's a beautiful young waitress and she gets hit on a lot. But this one creepy guy comes in and he's like, hey, let's get married. And she's like, yeah, all right, I got nothing else going on. (laughs) And he takes her into the weird small town he lives in where he's uh, the undertaker. And she falls right into her role there. Um, But, of course, there's secrets and strange things, and it's all related to corpses and the mortuary, and it's it reminded me a lot of Dead and Buried, where the whole town has like gross secrets about, yeah. about what they do with the dead bodies. But this changes tone. It's like every 20 minutes, it almost becomes a different movie. And at first, I was like, oh, what's going on? And then once I realized it cha- kept changing and it got progressively funnier and more insane, I was like, yep, 
I'm in. And by mm-hmm. the end, you have like faces melting off on motorcycles and jokes on top of jokes. And I this is the kind of weird that really worked for me. So, yeah, if you like Dead and Buried, but you're like, I could go a little crazier than that. I highly recommend Grave Robbers. It was a blast. Awesome. I, yeah, I, I kind, kind of a one this one too. Mexican slasher with a Mexican Tom Selleck. That's what I thought he was the entire time. Every time <laughs> I Tom saw the cap, and I thought he was Tom Selleck. You're still, breaking up you're a somebody else. Tom Selleck, bro. I don't you're know what you kinda, want me to say. You're still kind of breaking up a little bit, but uh, all I heard was Mexican Tom Selleck. Mexican Tom Selleck. Mexican Tom, Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there, Brad? Are you there? Well, I'm glad you're making <laughs> you're making fun of me, Sean. Making fun of technology. It's not technology, you. not you. Yeah, technology. Technology's a bitch today. All right. Um, Stanny looks like a Mexican Tom Selleck. <laughs> Do you guys, there's this guy who reviews, well, he's super, super young. He reviews fast food on YouTube in a suit. And he's like this fancy little guy. Um, I think it's, like report of the week or something like that. But the, the lead uh, undertaker in this movie made me think of him grown up. So if anyone out there knows about review, bruh, that reviews fast food and suits, this is totally him Man. in like 20 years. I think I missed my calling on that. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> He's great. Sounds like a dream job. Uh, all right, Brad, what, uh, what's next for you? Um, well, I'm going to avoid the ones that you and Stephanie are going to pick. I don't know. You haven't been choosing too good with me. Uh, uh, um, my next one. have to yell at me. Um, my big one um, that I love is it was uh, very special to me. Um, was House of the Dead. Uh, House of the Dead, a.k.a. Alien Zone, um, a.k.a. Zone of the Dead, a.k.a. Last Stop on whatever street it was on VHS. I can't remember. Um, But anyways, House of the Dead, not the U-Bowl movie, has always been um, a favorite of mine since I was a little kid if sean remembers which he probably doesn't because very bad memory (laughs) sean briefly discussed for a very short time about kind of distributing um movies and two of my titles that i want to um both of those have been very special to me you remember that i don't Um, you totally totally broke up you totally broke up so i missed Please stand by. The Screamcast is experiencing technical difficulties. In the meantime, please enjoy a few Laffy Taffy jokes, brought to you by Laffy Taffy. How do dinosaurs decorate their kitchens? With reptiles. What is the raddest aircraft? The 
helicopter. And finally, what do you call an angry pea? Grumpy. We now return you to the Screamcast. Thank you for sitting through this technical difficulty. Brought to you by Laffy Taffy. Son of a bitch. Well, that came out clear. See there? Yeah, that came out clear. <laughs> Wait, now it's clear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, let's do okay, no delay. Quick, start talking about Alien Zone again. Talk about how the Alien Zone go now. All right. Just, I'm not editing any of this. I'm keeping this. No, you need to edit that shit. <laughs> go. Um, so my next one would be um, House of the Dead, a.k.a. Alien Zone, um, which I have no idea why it's called that. Um, however, this one was very special to me because um, if Sean remembers uh, a few years ago, we talked about briefly discussing distribution and like releasing films and pricing out and of the cost of everything and two of the films that i wanted to do is house of the dead and um the severed arm yeah and um so when exploitation tv went live um or not live i, I was one of the beta testers for exploit exploitation tv and there was a few films that vinegar syndrome had up on their exploitation tv that they didn't have out on disc yet and one of them, I noticed they had uh, House of the Dead. And I messaged James and I was like, hey, are you guys planning on releasing this? And there was kind of a story behind it and everything like that. So um, I said, well, whenever that happens, I would really, 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 really like to be a part of that. Because this is one of the films that inspired me to become a filmmaker. Like, it's very, very special to me. Um, so when the time came about for them to actually release it, um, I was uh, a part of um, getting kind of the talent together and everything like that. So that was a that was a lot of fun um, to do that, and plus seeing how this is the first time it's ever looked as good as it has. Um, there was a kind of a history of the film of uh, said that was in public domain, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. Um, but, uh, when you find out stuff, it actually wasn't in public domain. Somebody did own the film. Um, that is usually always the case. I know when people are like, oh, you know, this company released it 20 years ago. It's in public domain now because that company no longer exists. No, that probably is reverted back to the owner or, you know, uh, somebody else bought it. But anyways, um. Yeah, so I was very excited uh, to to help kind of put the special features, um, not special features, but the um, with the writer and director, um, you know, organizing that to set that up for uh, Joe to interview them. And sadly, it was just a, it was uh, one of those things where uh, it was very tough to find them, mainly because they really don't work in uh, film too much anymore, especially the uh, Sharon Miller. Um, but um, it was kind of like last minute, so we had to do phone interviews, but at least we got to talk to them. Um, 
but yeah, it was, uh, I've always loved the film. I love uh, anthologies anyway. And I uh, really, really have always loved, speaking of the children, the segment with the kids. Because when I was little, I saw this movie and that portion scared me a lot. Um, I would, you know, watch it now. I don't understand why it scared me. But um, I've always really loved the film in general. And um, I particularly really love that segment. So it was um, very exciting to see this released and for people to actually see it. Because even though it's been out forever and it's been on every like deluxe box set of a thousand movies on a DVD for the past few years, um, you'll always see it like on any of those Mill Creek releases. It will always be Alien Zone which is such a dumb fucking name for the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think people will eventually now watch this since it looks better and it doesn't get kind of just mixed in with, um, you know, a hundred movies. So yeah, watch House of the Dead. And it's got some of the best artwork I think I've seen in a long time. As far as like older films, it's some really good shit with, uh, I think that's the German German poster that was uh, that was used yeah, um, cool. for the slip cover and the reverse artwork. I think the reverse <laughs> artwork was Alien Zone just because, <laughs> you know, that's kind of how the film was uh, marketed. Um, yeah. You know, it was also marketed as like a Twilight Zone, um, Zone of the Dead, uh, which was, I think, a VHS release on that. But uh, it's not the Yuva Bowl movie. How about that? <laughs> what? I'm out. This is one of my favorite. This has jumped up on the list of one of my favorite uh, anthologies now. Like, this was a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, it's so great you got to be a part of it. Like, for the rest of your life, you're going to have that connection to this movie you love so much. Yeah, and then that's that's the cool thing. You know, uh, like I said, it's uh, it's it's uh, surreal. Like it, it's just kind of a weird feeling, you know, when when you watch these movies as a kid, and then you're somehow part of a release for the film, talking to the filmmakers. Like it's it's crazy. Like sometimes I I, I like when I'm on the phone. Especially like with the Incubus, um, helping out with that, like that was just insane talking to everybody for me. But um, you know, like I said, I think with with vinegar syndrome, maybe and eventually, I guess it will become normal. Um, but I don't ever want it to be normal. Like it was just kind of like work or a job. Like I, I don't want ever to feel like that. I, you know, it feels super special for for each and every every film, but. Yeah, it's pretty Hold cool. On to that. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> I think it's my turn, yeah? Brad's gone. Go ahead, Sean. Brad's gone twice. Deborah's Real quick. Gone twice. Go ahead. I Let's... have to do a cheap plug. I did write about this movie last year on the Screencast website when yeah. Exploitation TV was going on. And I took screen caps from the actual thing, and it, it's potato quality. <laughs> so if you want to see what people were having to deal with before this Blu-ray release, go check that out. Oh, yeah, it's been so bad. The VHS was actually better than most of the DVDs or when it was uh, streaming. So. Go, Sean, go. Nice. 
All right. Uh, so my, my next one, this is probably predictable, but uh, I loved it. I love kind of goofy James Bond shit. Uh, I love kick-ass women. So, of course, uh, Wonder Women was Ooh. totally my jam. Um, you have, like, this Bond-like villain uh woman with the, her lair and everything, and she's making, like, is she, like, creating, uh, she's taking, like, she's, like, they're, like, kidnapping all of, like, the strongest athletes <laughs> and things like that in order to make, uh, to take their traits. I, I, I don't remember, but, um, anyway, this movie's a lot of fun. <laughs> they have these crazy chase scenes through the Philippines, <laughs> martial arts, kick-ass women, uh, and, uh, it's just a lot, it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, for a PG rated movie, uh, for, you know, if, if you were like younger and watch this, you can definitely, uh, you, this probably got a lot of rentals at the video shop, uh, by teenage, uh, prepubescent boys. Yeah. That Sid Haig mustache. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not good at explaining movies, but, uh, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> she was like doing like these body part transplants from like, <laughs> from these, all these able-bodied men, uh, like the strongest men or best athletes that they can find. It's great. It's fantastic. And this is where, uh, vinegar syndrome got their little yes. musical thing, right? Yes. Yep. It finally, they finally released what they had, their music, what they took their music from, they finally released the film, which is funny. You'd think this was, would be something they would have released earlier, but uh, yeah, I'm so glad this is out. This is Or it could just be the elements really hard to find, Sean. Shut up, Brad. You Sean. <laughs> what, are, what are your guys' thoughts on, uh, on Wonder Women? It's better than Blood Mania. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same, same, same director. That's why I made that joke. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh yeah, it's way better. Yeah, better pacing. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of everything in a blender. Like yeah. every kind of exploitation movie in a blender. So yeah. Hey, if you don't like this five minutes, wait. You'll probably like the next five minutes. Don't, uh, totally. It's a fun, fun time. And <laughs> the the chases the chases through the streets are just hilarious. Um, I don't know. I think these are the types of seventies films that I love that there's kind of a cheekiness to them, that there's kind of a, you know, a fun and playfulness to them, but it's also, there's also like that edge, that seventies edge to it. And you mentioned Sid Haig. He's fantastic in this, uh, as well. Smooth, <clears throat> smooth Sid Haig. Smooth Sid Haig. You know, he's like in a suit and everything and he just thinks he's all badass. He's all badass and I like, you know, smooth talking stuff, you know, right? One way to that's one way to put it. Shut up. This um, <laughs> Rob, you saying shut up a lot? Um, <laughs> Robert O'Neill, the director, also did uh, a great. Uh, well, I think he did. I know he did the first one. I think he did the second one too. I think there's four together though. He did the Angel movies, which are uh, really grimy and gritty uh, revenge flicks. Um, they do Angels Revenge. <laughs> Because that made me think of that song. <laughs> well, you know, um, Angel, she's like 15 and in high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah With like the, the double life. Yeah, yeah. This And then, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of fucked up movies, but they're they're really good. So, but yeah, I, I like Wonder Woman, too. 
They also did a TV show. I can't remember the name of it now. But it was a like a woman cop. And she was like in New York or Chicago or something. Like it was really dirty. It was a really grimy TV show. And it didn't last very long. Huh. And I think it's just kind of disappeared. But I was able to find like a bootleg copy of all the episodes a long time ago and it was finally got to watch it. It's really I can't remember the name of it though. I'm surprised IMDB Sean doesn't tell me what it is. <clears throat> I'm not looking it up. That's because right. you don't slow down your connection. No. Yeah, no, I'm not touching anything on the internet on the internet right now. Uh Stephanie, what do you what do you have next if we're uh we're moving on from Wonder Woman? A lot of fun. <laughs> fun action. Yeah. Machine yeah. Gun, women with machine guns. Uh, kick-ass, weird, supervillain, bonkers story. Great music. And there you go. Okay, Brad, what was the other one of mine you're going to guess? <clears throat> well, I was going to guess uh, Buddies and Shot, but I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, I guess you were. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> There, there are a couple I really want to talk about, but I guess I can mention them really quick at the end. But I, I will do buddies because I feel like that might be one a lot of people might pass over. Yeah, it's a very important um, movie. It is, especially if... And, you know, the, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they mainly are. But if you follow Vinegar Syndrome, because you're into horror and exploitation, maybe sexploitation... Uh, a drama about the AIDS epidemic might be like, whoa, no, that doesn't sound fun. I don't want to watch that. And it's not fun, but it's fantastic. So this was the early 80s, and there's a program called Buddies. And this was a real program where um, people would visit AIDS patients in the hospital and just treat them like human beings because, unfortunately, that was rare back then mm -hmm. and just talk to them interact with them just try to, mostly young men just try to help them cope with their bodies wasting away so quickly so this is a story about um one of those buddies and he um visits a, an AIDS patient who's a few years older than him but he's in his 30s he's young as well and um at first uh you know, David, the buddy, he's like, well, he's a little too flamboyant for me, but I, I guess I'll make it work. And they, I feel like describing it, it, it might sound kind of saccharine or preachy, but it's not. It, it almost feels like a documentary because it has some of the best dialogue I think I've seen in any kind of movie in a very long time. It's incredibly naturalistic acting. It's a very intimate movie. You feel like you're sitting there in the hospital bed next to them. And I, it feels like it might be hard to con convince people to see this movie, but it's really beautiful. And if you value dialogue, if you value acting, and if you value character journeys, the, it's pretty perfect. It, it's not a plot-heavy movie. It really is what happens between these two men. But it's wonderful. And immediately afterwards, I went to watch the interview with the actor, 
the main actor, David. And it was one of the most moving and interesting and funny interviews I've ever seen on a disc. I love he was just open about meeting the director when they were both cruising. (laughs) And then they just became friends. And he had so much fun talking about the film and how he got into acting. And then as the conversation went and he talked about all the people he lost to AIDS, it just changed. And he's devoted his life to helping people. And I, I, you know, I, I'll admit I was surprised to see this film with vinegar syndrome, but I'm so glad they did it. Cause I guess this was pretty hard to see beforehand. And I think, yeah, it's an important film. I know that'll turn a lot of people off saying important, but it's a great film too. Um, it's not boring. The pacing's great. It's it, it's just a warm, sad, but it's a very warm, fulfilling, important film. And I'm thrilled that it has this great release. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I just so, recently saw a... Um like a documentary or something about the whole, the, the AIDS epidemic in the eighties. And there's so much, I didn't, I just didn't realize, I guess how, like, it, it was like, it, it like hit the U S especially like, like a ton of bricks. Like it just happened. Like all of a sudden people are just dying and they don't know why. And, uh, and it's pretty fascinating to kind of look back at the time and watch the news footage. And, and cause people were like, didn't know, like we're literally, it, it's, it's frightening to think about, you know, if that would happen today, um, and then no one just knew why they're 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 all just dying and getting sick. It's pretty. Uh, and then all the politics and stuff that kind of came into play with all that too. So I, I, I yeah, wanna, they... I, you've piqued my interest. I I wasn't able to get to this one, um, but I, I I'm moving into the top of my unwatched stacks. I really wanted to, to see it. Well, there's a part of the plot where the lead actor he's transcribing a book that's being written about the AIDS epidemic. It's all real information. And he starts coming to the the man in the hospital with all the information. And they have all this religious things about, like, well, you're being punished. Uh-huh. And hopefully you'll learn something from that. Oh. <laughs> He's kind of like, why are you bringing this to me? But I, since you're interested in religion, that that's addressed, too. And it, it's not like a condemnation or anything. It really just shows you know, it hit so quickly and so hard and the way people are trying to instantly process it. It's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Watch well, it. This was made around this. I mean, was this made around the time that all that was going down? Like this was. Yeah. This know, was like the, the, one the first actors, dramatic film made about AIDS. Yeah. And one of the actors. And the director away. died like it was two a, years. The director. Oh, afterwards. Okay. Yeah. The director wow. died from director AIDS. Died. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, was just trying to hit all the stuff, you know, through my stack, what I could watch. And I, I pass this one over and I'm, I'm probably one of the, I'm one of those yeah. assholes that passed it over, but I you really did. But Stephanie did it. You've a done jerk. A fan- I know, but Stephanie's Such done a, a fantastic jerk. job of really piquing my interest. Um, in this. So thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brisson has another, um, another film that, um, cause he, he worked in, like documentaries he worked uh in you know pornographic films uh you know gay pornographic films um but yeah he he always he made a documentary as well um 
it's like gay USA. I think it was, it was, uh, but only I haven't seen a lot of his work just because a lot of his films are very difficult to find. Um, and, uh, Steph, I think you would like this. I don't know if you, okay. I don't know if a lot of people would like this movie, but I think if you give it a chance and you deal with how heavy the movie is, it's really good. It's called Abuse. And it was uh, another film he did um, about a uh, a young boy who's um, abused by his parents like really, really bad. Like really, really bad shit. Um, that he meets a director making a film about a um, um, about child abuse, and it's about the director trying to decide. He falls in love with this young um, teenage boy, and if he should intervene and save the boy or keep making the documentary. It's, that it's sounds really, like it's, a rough watch. It's a really, it's a really <laughs> uh, rough movie to watch, but it's uh, it's really, really good. Cool. Um, but yeah, anyways, Brad, uh, what's, uh, what is your next pick? Um, Oh, the final, the final pick, pick. man, final pick. And then we'll kind of, you know, do a, do a lightning round and then wrap up. Um, of everything, one of my favorite releases, because it's so fucking stupid. It's so silly. Is dead dudes in the house? Yeah, I was. I, you know, I was. I wasn't gonna be a dick and interrupt you, and but I knew you were gonna talk about that. Uh, fuck this, the house on Tombstone Hill title and this <laughs> yeah, no. different cover. Give me the urban. <laughs> give me the urban cover with the black dudes who aren't in the movie on the cover of that with a bunch of white dudes who have trouble opening doors in dead dudes in the house. I don't, why did they, I, okay, why did they do that, man? Why? Like these are two very different covers with very different tones. Well, when the what film the film was first released, it was a trauma thing okay. that trauma released it as dead dudes in the house and gave okay. it that. I just, and even I though love, I, I hate, even though I hate trauma, that's how I saw this movie and grew up on it. Is I always saw that cover in the store. I always saw Dead Dudes in the House on VHS, and um, eventually I watched it, and I even remember just laughing, like why, like. Every time they go to a fucking door, it won't open. <laughs> yeah, it and that always made me laugh so much. Kids can't open doors. So fucking stupid. Um, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It reminds me of being a kid again. And um, yeah, I've always I've always liked it. Oh, and the dead don't come home. That was the other one. Man, fuck that. Dead <laughs> dudes in the house. You can't get out because they can't open a fucking door. That's the name of that movie. <laughs> It's but, just, uh, I, I was hoping it'd be like a house party movie, but with people dying with that oh, cover. Yeah. So I was disappointed. I wanted like kid and play to be like <laughs> dodging knives, but yeah, it's, uh, 
It's a fun movie just because it's so ridiculous. It's I wouldn't consider it good. I even really wouldn't really recommend it. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I like yeah, like final pick, eh? The yeah, it's, movie uh, I don't like. Well, it's it's hard to say. Hey, man, this is like if you want to watch something and giggle with your friends, like yeah. you know, Dead Dudes in the House. It's very much like um, one of my favorite releases of this year was Arrow released Doom Asylum. That's one of my all time favorite goofy f- films. Like everything about that movie is completely insane. It doesn't make a bit of sense. It's fucking stupid. But it's one of my favorite releases this year. Um, but yeah, uh, Dead Dudes in the House, kind of the same concept. Ridiculous movie. Um, and uh, something that Troma actually put out uh, or distributed that um, I was always a fan of. They didn't make it, even though it seemed like they would have. Huh. But anyways. Huh. Huh. I yeah, like how you're it. slowly softening towards trauma throughout this year. <laughs> I think I think that was this was this it. Um, I think with trauma is like if it's not if if it's distributed by trauma, eh, you're probably in the clear. If it's made by trauma, then is where, where things get dicey. Yeah, I'm hey, just they, not a fan. There's a stuff. Fellini collection there. Okay, they're fancy, classy distributors. Don't work out, but <laughs> you know. Awesome. Um, so that's our top. Oh, oh go. Oh, and this one, I was uh, was able to help put um, interviews together with some of the two of the two of the actors. Nice. So that was fun too. Very nice. So. Yep, that's a that's a fun one, man. That's this would have been on my uh, honorable mentions for for sure. So we haven't we have a whole stack of movies we haven't discussed, and uh, I, I kind of want to open it up to if there's some honorable mentions. That uh, that you guys have, and then we'll kind of go from there and um, and and do everything. Um, there there was one that I and I don't I don't want to be too negative, but I was it was I think I watched it at the wrong time, and that was uh, uh, Deadly Daphne's Revenge, and I watched that right as all the, like the Kavanaugh hearings were going on and all this stuff was going on, and uh, it's a, it's a very rapey film, and I watched it like the day of. That uh, that testimony from uh, Doctor Ford, so I think that was a wrong move on my part, because uh, I turned it off and threw it across the room. <laughs> I, I, wanted like hear, I, I wanted to know, hear your guys' thoughts on that film uh, if you've seen it. Uh, I, I'm wondering if for me, if it was just bad timing, is it? Uh, Brad, you and I talked about on our uh, our last late night. We're gonna, another late night's coming out soon. But um, about like po- politics and in, in film and and films that have you know uh, problematic plots, if they're when they're being watched today, what are what are your what's your thoughts on Deadly Daphne's Revenge? Because I know that's a limited edition. It's uh, everyone bought it pretty much. Yeah, I just ordered it with my Black Friday. And I think I talked to you, Sean, and you warned me about like the rape content, and that yes. was rough. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, but then I I saw someone praising it, and then like, "Well, once it's gone, it's gone." I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay," <laughs> but I ha- I haven't watched it yet, so I have nothing to contribute. Yeah, Brad. But maybe I can come back here and yell about it. 
Um, I'm just curious. I just don't know for me if it was just yeah, bad timing. I've always, I've always liked the movie. Um, when we talked about it in the the late night about that type of content and stuff, I mean, I just don't. I mean, I'm also a white male, Sean, so it's kind of right. I know, you know, but it, I I don't really look at films. I mean, there's so many. I mean, are you going to pick apart every every uh, rape revenge movie? Then you're going to knock out like eighty percent of seventies right. exploitation. But flicks. see, I, thought, I felt like this one was different than like a rape revenge. Like it was just it was too heavy. Front. It, well, it's I, very I mean. It's a mean very movie. Mean. Yeah, and I and, and at the at the time I watched it, I just couldn't, I couldn't separate what was going on uh, from people. I I talked to, I talked to people that I knew that I knew who were all coming out with all these stories on how they were like. Yeah, you know. yeah. So I, uh, no, I wouldn't moment, suggest I like right watching a movie like that during that time. No. Right. So that's that's what I'm wondering. I don't know but, if I'd ever, I mean, ever revisited, but it is a very popular title that they released. So I don't know. You know what? Do you know that? What's the history of the film, Brad? Is I guess is what I want to ask. Like, why? Why is it such a sought-after film? Why did it sell out? You know, oh, sell out so quick. It was very hard to find. Yeah, is that it, or is there? I mean, what, is there any more history with it? I'm just, I'm generally curious why no. this. It's just limited edition. Just limited. That's it. <laughs> this is just an example <laughs> of limited editions fever. Yeah, it's just with the rights and stuff. It's uh, you know n- no next n- no pressing unless yeah. you know maybe down the line it gets a they go after it again. But it's also not a huge seller. Yeah. At the same time, like before that. Um. Yeah, but with with the the rape revenge movies, I mean, I I I don't look at that content and then judge it for what it was. I mean, the, those movies existed. Um, I I will say the movies a lot. It's not gator bait mean, but mm-hmm. it's pretty close to gator bait mean. If anybody's watched gator bait, um, gator bait's pretty heavy at times, especially the shotgun and the vagina scene, but. Whoa! <laughs> I'm probably gonna skip that one. Yeah, for me, I I I've finally reached the point where I can watch them, but it really just depends on how they treat the rape. Some of them, it's almost shot like it's a regular sex scene, and that's that's when I tap out. Right. But yeah, if it is kind of and a lot of times like kind of a sloppy framing device to get the action involved and really it's just about a bunch of dudes getting killed in interesting ways you know that that doesn't bother me at all so i will watch this and it'll be i'll I'll make sure i'm in a good place (laughs) mentally when i watch it uh but we'll see yeah so what's your take on i spit on your grave uh, complicated Mm. um i think i'm with a lot of people i I I think that's one of the good ones, but it's one of those hard good ones. And of course, there's things in it that don't make sense, but I think that's more of the time period, like actually willingly having sex <laughs> after the rape with one of the guys when she could have easily just killed him. Um, yeah, that, that would be a whole other show. Yeah. For me yeah. to get into it, well, even I, I would love to hear. I would love to hear, and maybe we can do. Um, maybe next year at some point we can do. I would love to get a um, some some women together 
and have a special episode to discuss stuff like this. Um, because, you know, um, with me and Brad, especially, it's like, we're not going to contribute thoughtfully to the conversation, but if we can do something to breach this subject, uh, you know, if, if any of you listening have any ideas of certain movies, maybe it's movies that aren't, haven't been covered that are in that genre and we can get a panel of women together to discuss it, like, that'd be awesome. So we'll, we'll put that on the, you know, on something to do for 2019, because I do want to kind of find some lesser known or lesser discussed films like this, but I want to have a conversation about it because I think it's important. All right. Uh, what are some ladies club ladies club? Yeah. No, dude, that ladies club's fucking awesome. Um, you know, did we discuss That's that? About the you? friendliest rate. Yeah. Like I, friendly rape movies yeah that's that's how we'll categorize these things uh so in the interest of time i we need to um wrap up soon so okay i'll go so i want to ask is there some other films we haven't discussed that are on your uh that you'd like to discuss um and yes definitely start okay uh mausoleum that's another one where i saw the cover i was like wow, that's amazing, never got to it. So I finally watched it. It's amazing. It's a crazy demon possession movie. Marjo Gortner is in it, which is a mark of quality. I probably don't need to tell everyone that. It uh, looks fantastic. Uh, It's just bonkers. It's fun. It almost hits like every horror genre within it. It's it's so fun. Uh, Cutting Class, that's another one that just came out. Um, and it's one of those few ones where Brad Pitt's on the cover. Normally when you have a early uh, career horror movie and they put someone on the cover, they're barely in it. But Brad Pitt is in the entire movie and he's in like the final scene. He's one of the main characters. And it's just a fun kind of good-natured slasher movie. And it it has everyone's uh, horror crush, it seems like, from Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Guys, yes. I've been Jill. Um, Jill Solo, no, it, <laughs> Yeah, if you if you like slashers, it, it's fun, and the kills are adorable. <laughs> well, I probably shouldn't say adorable with that, should I? But Roddy McDowell's in it, and if Roddy McDowell's in everything, I think it's adorable. Uh, Blood Harvest, I think, is great. Um, it has Tiny Tim, who I know, I think, from VH1, like, where are they now, or behind the music kind of things. But um, I, I like horror movies with weird gimmicks, just see what they do with them. Kind of like Shanks with uh, the famous mime Marceau Marceau <laughs> killing people in it. Um, so, yeah, he's the scary guy in the clown makeup, but it's just, I, it kind of reminded me of the feel of Luther the Geek in a way. Uh, where it's just wandering around farmland with weird things happening. Um, I I think kind of in the interest of film history, you should see a slasher movie, Tiny Tim. But maybe that's just me. Um, I also really like the Blood Theater release that has the visitants on it. And I didn't know uh, Mary Warnov would pop up in it, but I, I like horror movies that are set around a video store or a movie theater. It has no budget. It's ridiculous. It's very, very silly, but I really liked it. And The Visitants was, uh, if you're a fan of like UFO space movies that are really spoofy, uh, it's a blast. And I really like Dear Dead Delilah uh, with Agnes Moorhead, who is a goddess. And there's that whole like whoever slew Auntie Rue uh, 
you know, Baby Jane, What's the Matter with Helen, like those middle-aged kind of light horror movies. Um, Yeah, it's like a swampy melodrama, but it it was great. Um, Yeah, I guess that's all. (laughs) I'll stop there. Awesome. Brad? Is anyone there? Yep, we're here. Did I say all that and everyone left? We're here. No, no, we heard everything. <laughs> um, a couple of mine would be the Incubus. Um, boys really dug that movie quite a bit. Um, it's got awesome cinematography. It's always looked really great, and now it even looks better. Um, just a really also weird movie, but um. I don't know. It's it's also kind of paint my numbers as far as plot goes, but I've always just I loved always the look of the film. Yeah. Um, and of course, Steph talked about cutting class. I grew up on that shit, so I've always always really liked that. Um, Mausoleum's always been a favorite of mine. Um, so it was nice to actually see something in HD for once because that movie's only been on um, on VHS, and um, I will tell you. I can't go into details, but that history of the movie of who owned it is the wildest. One of the wildest <laughs> stories for blood, blood harvest. No, no. Oh. Um, mausoleum mausoleum. Okay. Sorry. Um, blood harvest one of, is pretty fucking crazy too. Yeah. Blood harvest is just miscommunication on the director's <laughs> part, but mausoleum's fucking crazy. Um, but anyways, Talk about uh, on a late night or something. I want to hear it. Yeah, cutting class, mausoleum, and then uh, another one of my favorites. I think you'd like it, Sean. Was uh, beware the brethren. So I think that's uh, good too. Beware the brethren. Is that out? Is that a December? Like religious war? Yeah, beware, beware the brethren. Uh, come out, came out um, just this past uh, Black Friday deal. Okay, so. Yeah, it's religious horror from the seventies. Okay. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, like I said, I'm still, I'm still waiting for my package from Vinegar Syndrome. So, oh, go ahead and whine about it some more. Let's Damn know it. your. No, that's tips. relatable. A lot of people are still waiting. I don't know how I got mine so fast. Yeah. I'm in Nevada. No, it is it is what it is. And they <laughs> years and before was, it took um, forever. Yeah, and this was their I think best mm-hmm. Black Friday yet. So I mean, it's. Awesome. Like in terms of sales? I think it's or sales. What they offer. Well, I think both. Because um, sometimes the, the limited editions are hit or miss. I'm always like, gosh, should I buy it? Should I not? I don't know. Um, I always end up just getting them just in case. Um, but that, that what's great is if I want to, re- if, I, if I don't like the film and I want to sell it, I can pretty much break even. So I always just get the limited editions, always. So um, I know. But uh, you know, I don't have any other ones. That I would. You guys have talked about everything. Um, a couple, a couple like oddities, I guess, would that I would want to mention would be um, pets and shot. Um, uh, they're just, just have weird. They are like pets. You kind of get this feeling that maybe it's going to be this like exploitation film, and uh, in a that's way, how they marketed it, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's how they marketed it. Yeah, but in a way, it's like this female empowerment uh, film where I mean, this girl's in control of. She doesn't want to be controlled, huh? <laughs> she doesn't want to be controlled, right? I just love that it was based on like a failed play, and they're like, 
okay, we'll make it look like a kinky movie. <laughs> yeah, um, there is a, I mean, everything is turned on his head, and that's, I didn't, uh, like, I, I thought the movie's okay, but I can I can appreciate it existing, because there's a flip on, uh, a, on a rape scene where the women are the ones involved, and I, you don't see that very often, um, but it's like, in a weird, I don't know, in, in, in a weird way, like, it's, it's still, like, it still sucks, like, it's still not a good situation, <laughs> like, it's not, like, you're not, like, you're kind of like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. You're not cheering it on. But seeing the kind of the flip on that and the flip on these conventions for me was like, you know, at least worth checking out if you would like to watch this. But I mean, yeah, this, uh, I don't know, a very weird film. Um, but I appreciate its existence. And then, uh, and then Shot, which is a film, uh, it's, it was made by, uh, this, in a, a college town. By, was it by a college? Some, some film students? Yeah, in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool, cool surprise too. Yeah, and at least I can appreciate it for like, wow, this is like, basically like a really, really cool student film. Um, And I can appreciate it for that. So there's a couple that I kind of wanted to make sure that we, that we mention. And I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on, on those and as well. Because I know, Stephanie, you recently watched Shot. You, you tweeted out that you were watching it. Yeah, it was interesting. And my entire family is from Illinois. So there there's kind of that interest for me. Um, yeah, it you can tell, you know, it's like kind of a film <laughs> student film, but not an insulting way, just that it, it it's very talented people right at the beginning of their career. But it has a great energy. They go for it. <laughs> the aesthetics are cool. Like it, it's just it's a cool, fun movie. It there's nothing really deep about it. It's just a hell of a lot of fun. And Pets, uh, I, I was a little worried about that one looking at the cover. I'm like, oh, how yeah. sleazy is this one going to be? And there's sleazy moments, of course, but it, it's so much stranger <laughs> than the poster <laughs> lets on. And I love the final scene, the whole yeah. setup the zoo kind of thing that was that makes everything worth yeah, it yeah but i don't even think we should talk about it because isn't isn't it kind of gone that's uh, um, gone maybe i'm wondering if they're gonna bring yeah, it I think the, so. back but i mean well you know hey if you missed that this is why you got to snatch up the, the the limited edition things i mean this is just another example of you know even if you're on the fence um Snatch them up because, like I said, you can always resell them for for the for either the same you bought for it, the same amount of money. Uh, say I can't talk right now. The same amount of money you've you've spent, or you can make a profit. So hey, there you go. Um, so uh, there's a couple more. Did we have we mentioned Death by Temptation or the Killing Kind? No. Um, I did not get to those yet, but are they worth mentioning? What what can we talk say about those? Uh, Death by Temptation is pretty good. It's, it's early. There's an early role by Samuel L. Jackson, which um, has me interested. So I'm definitely want to watch this. Um, but I have no idea what kind of. I, I was like, is this like a porno that they snips that they slipped into my uh, into my uh, shipment? Because um, like the director's James Bond the Third. I'm like, okay, that sounds like a porn director name. <laughs> no, that's that's the dude's name. Nice. Um, is there any other films, Brad, that are have were just recently released, November uh, and December, that are worth mentioning before we sign off? Are any secrets you'd like any to do? Any secrets, divulge? anything like that? Mm, 
no, I can't say any secrets, but uh, Spotter University comes out soon. Oh, cool. And um, that was a film that's uh, super special to me because I recommended it, found the rights, found the prints, and got the talent together. Hell yeah. So that's my... uh, that's my like little special baby because I kind of, kind of did all of that. So I'm start. I'm getting to recommend stuff now, which is uh, great because I have some weird shit I would like to see put out. Yeah, and that's Brad has cool taste. Everybody well, buy it, so they keep giving him this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about Vinegar Syndrome, and then especially knowing Brad is like that's for me. That's like a perfect marriage of um, of of acquaintances because. Because Brad's always recommending the weirdest shit ever. Vinegar Syndrome is always, I can always count on them to release something weird and unexpected and just fun to discover. And that's what they, even if the movie, even if I don't like the movie, ultimately, um, I get a sense of discovery from Vinegar Syndrome that I do not get from any of the, any other labels. Um, it's always, I just don't know sometimes what I'm getting myself into. And that, that little bit of excitement is is yeah, awesome. It's a lot of fun. So I love, love, love discovering uh, their films and uh, they, and you know what? Uh, I their prices are always pretty damn good because all these other labels have like don't even get started on Scream Factory. Um, increase their prices exponentially, like insane, like thirty to forty bucks for a new release, and um, that's a lot. That's a lot of cash. All these because there's all these boutique labels. <laughs> And Vinegar Syndrome has always kept things very affordable and very, very within budget. Um, uh, so you can pick and choose films and not really break the bank because you're discovering them. And that's it's always hard to drop thirty to forty dollars if it's a movie you haven't seen or you've that's been rarely seen or, or out of or not even available until now. So that's one thing I've always uh, appreciated about Vinegar Syndrome, and I'm sure all of everyone listening can agree with that too. Yeah, especially yeah. at the Black Friday and halfway to Black oh, yeah. Friday sales. Oh, yeah. Stock up when they have those sales because they're always really good deals. All right. And I will say um, next year, there's not sure how many are on the docket. I know one for sure, but there's a lost film that, uh, like, truly lost. Um, Lost film that will be uh, Vinegar Syndrome will be releasing. So, don't expect anybody to recommend it um, or talk about it once it's announced because no one's fucking seen it. Oh, there'll be people and, that are like, "Oh, I love this movie. I'm so glad it's finally getting released." <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know they will, <laughs> and I'll laugh. Um, so, uh, I will say this: if they actually spoke German. And have a VCR. And my grandfather was a projectionist. German <laughs> tapes, then maybe they've uh, okay. seen the film. Okay. But uh, other than that, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, um, but anyways, yeah, there's, uh, and also Wild Eye, we have a couple lost films, but those actually have never, ever, ever been seen. So that's crazy too. Sweet. Um, but yeah, that's what I do now. I hunt down lost films that no one knows about. That, so you're yes. Indiana Jones of the movie world. Yes. That's, yeah. And that's your wheelhouse. Can you get man. you a hat? That's your wheelhouse. I was uh, I was recently I was at a um I was at a little event with my wife. She's in real estate and everything, and the and it was like her lender um 
that company was ha- they have this thing every year appreciation. And the guy that owns the company, he goes, uh, and it really was like kind of hit close to home. He goes, find what you're really good at and go to town. Like find what you're really, really good at and just put like, just start doing it and do it well. And like, that was like that dude, Brad, this is your thing, man. Your thing is hunting down, uh, weird, batshit, crazy, unknown films and finding that shit. So that's, that's your thing, man. Or maybe it was just bugging vinegar syndrome to death until they actually <laughs> let me do it that too. But dude, you, you're so that works because I'll, I'll start doing it. <laughs> and Stephanie's really Don't good. Don't encourage at me. And Stephanie's really good at writing <laughs> and ha- and is really fun to listen to on podcasts. It's like editor. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm trying to still trying to figure out what I'm good at. So I'll, I'll eventually get there. I'm I'm being fishy, facetious. Yeah, uh, you're you're making it happen. I thought uh, you were gonna say fishy. Fishy. I'm very fishy. <laughs> I'm uh, being fishy. Don't I mind do. me. Keep a keep a close eye on my Twitter, Sean C. DeRegger. I got some audiobooks coming out. There is one out right now. It's a little ghost story, a little short novel no, novella called The Haunting of Mercer House that I did the narration for. Uh check that out. It's only like it's only a few bucks. So if you can't, if you can. If you can spare six bucks, if you're or if you're on Audible, uh, you know, can you just snatch it up, will you? Just come on. Yeah, man. and support come horror on. literature, not just horror films. I have some ideas. We're all in this together. I have some ideas on um, bringing uh, unknown and uh, and um, oh, we were just talking about it when you when when the rights go up. What is, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called, Brad? Public domain. Public domain. Um, I want my. I want to try to find some really batshit unknown public domain um, stories and start trying to bring those to life. So I'm kind of have a project I'm working on there, and uh, of course, you know, follow us. Follow us. Crispin Glover did that. Screencast. I know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, and I want to shout out to our club scum members. Thank you all so much. We have another uh, uh, late night coming out. Probably the as soon as you hear this, the late night will drop. Um. You know, I want to thank all of you guys. We're, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get another show in before the end of the year. And um, we'll probably try to get some late nights in, some episodes in there to kind of bridge the gap. And um, But uh, I really do want to thank all of our Club Scum members for being so uh, patient and gracious. And a lot of them have upped their pledges from the standard two bucks to like five bucks. And, uh, and I've been sending out little care packages to people who do that. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of you know, thank people in a little, uh, in a little way for doing that. And, and you guys have really been, you know, I, I always say this, but this is like when there's this little bit of moment, like, um, incentive to do the show, when we know that you guys, uh, really look forward to the shows and want to hear from us. Um, this is just something special that, uh, it just keeps us going. So we thank you. And, uh, you know, I know we've lost, we've, we've gained and lost some along the way, but there's no big deal. Like, it's like, whatever, like do, do what you got to do. But we, those of you who, who uh, support the show and and in the little the monetary uh, support through Club Scum and our Patreon, uh, you know, muchos gracias, y'all. Uh, so you can go to Patreon.com/scream underscore cast uh, to find that. And of course, uh, go to the Screamcast.com to find all past episodes and uh, our store. Uh, we have a little some you know merch and stuff like that. And uh, and of course, our sponsors. You can go to our sponsors page Screamcast.com/sponsors. Coffee Shop of Horrors, Grindhouse Video. Uh, he has been, uh, he was one of the first people that really brought that whole Scream Factory the shenanigans to light. And if you want to follow someone 
who is um, like somebody he uh, I don't know he, Mike Mike right Grant has video Mike yeah um, he has a good perspective and he doesn't give a shit like he'll give his he'll give his perspective he doesn't care and uh, he he'll do these Facebook videos every now and then kind of showing the new stuff that he's got and but he'll he'll kind of give a little insight to what it's like to own your own shop and I love how kind of upfront he is. Uh, about all that. So grindhousevideo.com, find them on Facebook too, Grindhouse Video Tampa. Make sure you follow their Facebook because I love watching his little Facebook posts. He'll do Facebook Live things. Uh, and of course, music's, uh, music on the episode by Wolfman of Mars. They keep pumping out new music. Check them out on, uh, you know, on Bandcamp, Wolfman of Mars. And a huge thank you to Kevin Spencer for giving us the, uh, you know, the visuals, the logos. Uh, is there anything else, Brad and Stephanie, you would like to stay you would like to say before we close down. And like I said, I believe this will be our last episode of full on episode of the year, unless we kind of uh, do some things, but my rest of December is going to be ridiculous. I have three audio books I'm supposed to be working on and uh, I'm kind of building this voiceover business. Um, so I'm going to be busy. And then with the holidays, it's going to be just a madness. So anything else you both would like to say before we close the show for the year? No, God damn, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, I'll say a huge thank you to the listeners, um, especially hearing from people. It's great. I've been on the show like just over a year now, which is yeah. kind of crazy. And everyone's just been really wonderful and supportive. And it means a lot to me just feeling a part of the community. And I just hope everyone has a great holiday season. And it's kind of been a garbage year, so I hope the upcoming one <laughs> treats everyone a hell of a lot better. Yes, uh, it has. Yeah, it has been a bit of a garbage year. But um, but hey, you know what? You got to go through the the valley, the peaks and valleys, to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I'm very thankful for you too. Aw, we love you. Uh, all right. well, you do silence from Brad. That's fine. I'm used to it. Wow, Brad, are you there? Still stands. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to all of you in uh, in January. Club Scum members, you'll be hearing uh, from us here and there on our late night shows, and we'll keep keep track of what's going on and uh, and all that. A few of you, I still have some things to send out. Uh, Bead. Bead, Australia, Australia, man. Um, I have two things to send you, uh, but I keep forgetting to go to the post office because I got to do all these goddamn customs forms. So uh, thank you for the, your purchase and uh, personal note. It'll go out soon. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, check out all of our other shows over at ScreamingPods.com. And we'll talk to you all of you in January. Peace out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun.